Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is January 6th, 2022. If you guys haven't done so already, please go follow and subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars and spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast on all available podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Podbeam, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all over uh, major podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Appreciate the continued love and support. Thank you to everyone that was out there listening to my recent episode, that being episode 217. That was last night's AEW post show. If you guys missed any previous episodes, Monday Night Raw, WWE Day One, NXT New Year's Evil, and like I just mentioned, my AEW post-show review, please go out and check it out. Um, today, I will be covering all the latest news and rumors, and there's a lot to get to, so I'm going to tackle those today. And then we're also going to get to Friday Night SmackDown tomorrow, and then ending it on Saturday with AEW Battle of the Belts. So I appreciate you guys joining me. Again, this is The Wrestling Takeover, the most creative podcast in the entire IWC community, and this is the newest episode, so we're going to be trucking through. Again, my goal for 2022 is to remain consistent, give you guys a lot of episodes and kind of staying balanced, right? So again, kind of fucked up week. You know, my schedule isn't as well as I want it to be, but next week we're going to change that. We're going to go right to the regular scheduled with obviously Monday Night Raw Monday, nothing on Tuesday. We got Wednesday. And we got nothing Thursday, but we got something Friday and Saturday of next week. We're going to be going back to the regular schedule. So tune in and again, continue to please spread the word of the wrestling takeover podcast. I also want to start being a little bit more interactive with you guys. So if you guys have any questions or any any things that you guys want to talk about wrestling related, if it's a topic that you would like me to talk about on the podcast separately, uh, let me know on Twitter. Uh, DM me on Twitter and DM my podcast Instagram account. So I want to, you know, start getting a little bit more interactive with the community as, I mean, I'm the king of the shits. Excuse me, I'm the king of the shit. So, I mean, come on, right? But either way, uh, again, I appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast each and every uh, week. It means a lot. Thank you very much. Now, a lot of news, a lot of rumors. I was actually thinking about putting the NXT news and rumors on its separate podcast episode. But again, that's too much. I already got a lot on my plate and I got already podcast episodes lined up. Like I said, Friday and Saturday. So I did not want to come up here on Sunday while this news is hot right now. It's a juicy topic in the internet wrestling community. A lot of people have their opinion on it. I tweeted out my 
uh, several opinions on it, but I'm going to go in depth on my show. So again, this podcast is probably going to go over an hour. So I am letting everybody aware right now, this episode will most likely go past one hour. Again, if you guys can listen to everything that I have to say, if you agree or disagree with what I have to say, I would just appreciate if you guys can go out and listen to the entire episode. WWE, I love the WWE. You love the WWE. I've been watching since I was five years old. I'm still watching. Now I will forever watch the WWE. I want to be in the business in WWE as a creative writer, wrestling promotion in general as a creative writer. But my goal is to really be a WWE creative writer. I always fantasy book things. And I just want WWE to be fun. WWE right now, in my internal opinion, is not fun right now. They're not exciting. They're not breaking any new ground. And right now, the product right now is just struggling. It really is struggling. And I want to get those people that don't really understand where I'm coming from to understand that the product is struggling. The ratings are proving otherwise. Just look at the ratings. Just watch the show. That's all I ask. Just watch the show. You have 2020 vision. Not everything that we're seeing in WWE right now is good. Case in point, the NXT 2.0 brand. I don't know how you guys feel about NXT 2.0. I felt disrespected. I felt disrespected when Braun Breaker broke the XOG NXT symbol. When that happened, I put my opinion out. And I had a lot of people like completely just try to protect the NXT 2.0 brand. Talking about how I'm this and that. I'm a mark. I have it on Twitter. I have it right here. So last night, well, two nights ago on Wednesday, I tweet out Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard just spit in the face of the old NXT logo, shaking my head. This rubbed me the wrong way as it just proved that Vince McMahon never valued Triple H's version of NXT. I currently have 543 favorites and 84 retweets. I have 70 comments currently. I still get favorites and I still get retweets. Now, there's nothing I said that was wrong here. And then I had people attacking me. You know, again, we all have different opinions and that's cool. But don't, you know, discredit me and my opinions just because my opinion is different from yours doesn't mean my opinion's wrong or my opinion is right and your opinion is wrong or right we just have different uh, views on the situation now clearly as the news came right to everybody's attention clearly my opinion was correct Vince McMahon Bruce Pritchard and Nick Khan are deleting Triple H and his team. NXT OG is gone. I have all of the latest news regarding this, and we're going to get right into it, man. Again, my heart goes out to all the men and women that got fired yesterday and that will most likely continue to be fired this entire week. It's utterly ridiculous. And it just proved again, I was right, 
with my opinion. And I'm the king of this shit. Simple as that. And again, I don't mean to be cocky. All I say is watch the show. That's why I'm going to label that. I'm going to label that type of shit. Anytime I have a problem with people and people try to discredit what I'm saying, all I'm going to say is watch the show. Pay attention to what you're watching. What you're watching in NXT right now, this is not what Triple H would have done, people. I have this mindset that NXT died to me when NXT left the WWE Network and went to the USA Network. They died. They were gone, deleted. And that's facts. I don't care what anyone has to say. So let's get right into these news reports regarding NXT. We're going to first start off with WWE releasing a lot of NXT personnel's Via a report from tweets from the great Sean Ross Sapp. Shout out to Sean Ross Sapp, man. He's doing some great work. I actually have the names here. So we're going to go down the list. Majority of these people that got released from NXT are on Triple H's team. Like I uttered a couple of minutes ago. They're on Triple H's team. And they're management people. We had some wrestlers be released. But majority of the people that got released were on team Paul Levesque. With more coming for sure. Most definitely. So, Sean Rossap on Twitter. Again, I have them exactly. I screenshotted every single person that got released here. With obviously more to come. So, Sean Rossap, he tweeted out, Kathy Kono, known as Allison Danger, has been let go from WWE. The company has confirmed to Fightful. Also, Danny Birch has been let go from WWE. Fightful is confirmed with the company. He'd be helping coaches since being off television. I don't know if Danny Birch was hurt. I believe he was hurt because clearly if he's not on TV, he was most likely hurt and he came back and then they decided to put him as a coach at the PC or he genuinely wanted to coach himself. So he was another person released. Timothy Thatcher has been let go from WWE. Fightful is confirmed with the company. He'd be helping coaches as of late since being off TV. So Danny Burch and Timothy Thatcher, I believe, were injured. And then they came back and WWE decided to not put them in wrestling uh, gear and decided them that they would be a helping hand and helping the new stars. <laughs> we ain't done, people. So we also had Hinky. Shiki of the Diamond Mine has been let go from WWE. I know I botched his name. I apologize, but can't pronounce his name correctly. But you know who I'm talking about. He was on Diamond Mine, right? And he was let go by WWE. Fightful confirmed that. George Carl has been let go. WWE has confirmed to Fightful. This is ridiculous, man. It gets even worse. It'd be shocked, Sean Rossap said. If 60-year-old Scott Armstrong didn't wrestle here, and there now, he is gone from the WWE. Scott Armstrong was a referee, uh, a credible referee for the WWE for many years. He got let go from the WWE. Um, so there was someone on Twitter that tweeted out, is it mainly staff or wrestlers too? 
Sean Rossap then said, WWE told us these cuts were not on the talent side. But Timothy Thatcher and, um, you know, Timothy Thatcher and what's his name? Uh, Danny Burch, they're talents. So they were talents, but then they turned into coaches. So they got released. More people got released. Dave Cobera, the former Rinjin Singh, has been let go from WWE. He was the manager of the great Kali. WWE is confirmed to Fightful. This is insane, man. William Regal. Now this, you know, it made me so sad. I, I was pissed like everybody else. We were all pissed when we heard this. When William Regal got let go by WWE, I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't put the phone down. I could not put my phone down because I knew Sean Rossap was going to go out and consistently put out tweets with people getting released. Again, shout out to Sean Rossap, man. You're great at what you do in the community, man. You, you don't get a lot of credit as you should. William Regal. You know, if that was any indication that WWE are erasing Triple H from the company, NXT. I don't know what to tell you. And we're not even done. William Regal was one of Triple H's close. Everybody was close to Triple H. William Regal was definitely. WWE has confirmed producer Road Dog and coach Ace Steel and a writer Rice or Ryan Gase. Bro, these were Triple H's right-hand men. The top writer and top producer and coach. They got released. Again, that just confirmed there that Vince McMahon is erasing everything. With Triple H. Vince McMahon is literally putting in his own people in these spots. They're all vacant. Who are you going to hire now? Vince McMahon knows exactly what he's doing. You know William Regal? Road Dog, All these men and women that got released. I bet you money. AEW is going to hire a majority of these people. I'm not even done yet. We got more. Sarah Coombs, Senior VP of Commissioner Productions, product at WWE, has been let go per PW Insider. Unbelievable. You know what, man? This is crazy to me, man. It's so sad. I personally feel that NXT did not need to be changed the way it's being changed right now. These are only tweets. And we're past 15 minutes. I got a lot with NXT to talk about. Again, like I said, this is going to go over an hour uh, podcast. So I'm letting everyone know ahead of time before listening to the podcast. This is ridiculous, man. This really is ridiculous. And it puts things into perspective. It really does. I really feel like Vince McMahon is going to start selling this year. That was one of my big predictions in 2022 this year. I think WWE is going to be up for sale. Uh, Sean Rossop again tweeted, WWE issued Fightful a statement saying, quote, with the continued evolution 
of NXT 2.0, we've decided to put ways, part ways with some of the staff based on our performance center. We thank them for their many uh, complications throughout the years and wish them the best. I don't even know what's going on. That, and that's it. That was it. Oh, wait. No, actually, it's not. There's one more. As of now, as of this recording, there's one more. Gable Sapolsky is gone from the WWE as confirmed by Fightful. So Gabe Sapolsky's gone. Gabe Sapolsky's gone. I'm a I'm on Twitter literally right now as I'm recording this, and I'm wanting to see if anybody else got released. And right now, I am on Sean Ross Sapp's account, and I see nobody's name that has been mentioned as of now that has gotten released. This is a man. This is ridiculous. My heart goes out to Triple H. I love you, Triple H. Thank you for everything you've done for the black and gold brand and everything you've been doing for NXT. I appreciate everything you've done. Thank you so much. Sarah Mano, Samoa Joe, Shawn Michaels are still there. Will they get released? I don't know, man, but when they do and the news breaks, I'll be right here talking about it, giving you my personal opinions on it. Again, those were only tweets. Now, we are actually going to read the reports here. I got two reports. One of them is from Cultaholic.com. Check out Cultaholic. A report says, latest WWE NXT releases done to remove Triple H hires. Get Triple H's people the fuck out of NXT 2.0. Don't come at me with bullshit. I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to keep it moving. So, on January 6th, 2022, this was actually written and reported on Cultaholic. Now, the article reads, WWE have continued to make changes to NXT in the Performance Center and personal cuts were made to developmental brand on January 5th with the likes of William Regal, Road Dogg, Timothy Thatcher, Scott Armstrong, Danny Birch, uh, Allison Danger, and Dave Gorbert, etc., uh, being let go by the company, among many others. WWE have moved away from Triple H's vision of NXT since the summer, with the former black and gold brand having revamped back to being a pearly developmental system, with Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard providing the overall vision for the Tuesday night show. O-V-W. F-C-W. That's what we're getting here, people. This move away from Triple H's NXT was seemingly a factor in Wednesday's releases as according to Fightful Select, talent and staff familiar with NXT and the Performance Center said to be the expectation of Allison Danger, the firings were directly, quote, to remove Triple H's hires. That's fucked up, man. You're pissed off. You're fucking mad that Triple H was doing amazing work. That wasn't your vision. Okay, that's fine. But you don't need to release all these people. Article continues. Both Road Dog and William Regal were seen as a key, quote, Triple H's guys 
and individuals within the NXT specifically pointed out to the former D-Generation X member being let go as a sign of WWE moving away from what the developmental brand used to be. Those within NXT also believed William Regal would be exempt from any cuts that did take place. But that ultimately wasn't the case. Listen, this is me talking now. This is me talking, okay? I'll continue reading the article in a second. This confirms more than ever before, people. It doesn't matter how long and how loyal you are to Vince McMahon and the WWE. Your motherfucking ass is on the chopping block, too. You're on the chopping block. It doesn't matter who you are. You can have a partnership with Vince. You can do this and that. Woo, woo, woo. Longevity, right? You're passionate about the business. You want to make the WWE grow. It doesn't matter. When your ass is on the chopping block, your ass is on the chopping block. And you're most likely going to get released. Triple H's people are being released. This is not Vince McMahon's vision. I want you people that fucking think Shawn Michaels is running NXT. Stop the bullshit. I have this confirmed most definitely to shut your fucking mouths up. If Shawn Michaels was running NXT, do you really think most of these people would have been released like Road Dog? Probably not. William Regal would have been released if Shawn Michaels was running NXT? No. They wouldn't have been released. So those people out there that have this opinion that Shawn Michaels is still running NXT, please, respectfully, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about because clearly you're wrong. Again, if Shawn Michaels was running NXT... These people wouldn't be getting released. Bottom line, move on. He's not running NXT. Let me continue here, man. So the former on-screen NXT general manager had been seen on TV and on screen for several months, and FIFO noted that there were no plans for him to return to that role. That was stage one of him being released. He had been spotted scouting talent at recent WWE tryouts as part of his role as WWE director and talent development of head of global recruiting. So he was the man that was going to recruit all these athletes, all these people to the WWE. Following yesterday's releases, WWE issued a statement noting that they were a part of the, quote, continued elevation of NXT 2.0. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, they were not. This article ends with, quote, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based on our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Close quote, the company wrote. Bullshit. You're wrong. You're wrong. You know what this is telling me? Oh, uh, Triple H and everything about Triple H. The people that Triple H had, you're fired. You're not our vision. You're not a part of our vision. So you being not a part of our vision, you are going to get released. 
Get the fuck out. That's what that tells me. Bottom line. So that's the article from Cultaholic there. We got one more article here. And this is from Wrestling News Co. This put people. I want to put you all to shame. To never question me. Okay? This article right here. And I'm mainly talking about the people that came at me on Twitter. Oh, excuse me. Shawn Michaels is running NXT. Oh, when Triple H comes back, Triple H is going to continue to run NXT. Shut the fuck up. That is wrong. You're wrong. That is not the case. This article right here from WrestlingNews.co is going to shut you up. Now, from Paul Davis of WrestlingNews.co. People in WWE are reportedly sad, angry, and wondering what's in next after Triple H's hires were released. They're angry. So am I. They're sad. So am I. They don't know what the future holds. I'm asking the same question. I'm concerned. Don't question me, man. Just don't, please. I'm not right with everything. I'm not. But when it comes to things like this, I've been watching NXT since day fucking one on the WWE Network. Don't question me. I see the highs. I seen the lows. Don't question me. I told y'all when they left the WWE Network, that right there was the demise of NXT. Don't question me. Moving on. The article reads, after the news broke on Wednesday about the leases, uh, backstage morale in WWE has taken another hit. It's already been tough on people with the previous releases, but some of the names let go this week were very shocking. In a Q&A on PW Insider, Mike Johnson was asked if the latest releases are, quote, a Triple H revenge thing. Quote, most of the names that were let go were people who were hired by Triple H before the rebranding of NXT 2.0. You're damn right. This was a revenge tactic by Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Nick Khan. No question. You will not tell me otherwise. Watch the show. Mike Johnson said that he could not say 100%. Well, I'm going to tell you 100%, Mike Johnson. Yes, it was a fucking tactic. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were just waiting to pull the trigger. I'm telling you right now, just watch the show. They were waiting to pull the trigger for these type of people in these spots to get released. Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, they are going to change everything about NXT in their image, not the image of what Triple H, William Regal, Matt Bloom, who's still there, among many more in the vision that they've seen, Vince McMahon doesn't agree with it. He don't like it. So those people that were on Team Triple H, you're going to get released. You're not in the vision of me. You're gone. Johnson described Wednesday as a sad day that, quote, I can tell you firsthand there were people in the company that who rarely have uh, empathy for others as they are out for themselves who were greatly shaking 
by what went down. Oh, so there are people out there that are a pieces of shit from jump. They're just assholes. They care about themselves. It's all about me, 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 me. No helping others. They don't care about that. That's what WWE's about, bro. That's what WWE's about. It's about me, 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 money, money, money. They don't care about Monday Night Raw. They don't care about SmackDown. They don't care about boosting the ratings. We care about Fox. We care about USA Network. All they want, WWE, is the money. And that's what Fox and USA are giving them. That's all they care about. Fans, nah, you're last. Who cares about y'all? Guys, I'm speaking facts, okay? I'm going off on what I'm seeing on TV. 2020 vision. Just pay attention to what you're watching. It's okay to have a different opinion. But when things are so blatant like this, speak up. That's why I love what I do, man. I speak up about these issues and these concerns. It's frustrating as a fan. And I have a platform on my podcast, on my show, that I'm speaking up about. And I hope people are listening. I really hope people are listening. And I always have been told this forever now. People are listening. You just don't know it. I'm going to remember that quote, man. I really am. So Johnson said that people at WWE headquarters were, quote, blunted. And some were angry at some pointed out that WWE is not the same company that it used to be a few years ago. They're going on a sell. Number one. Number two. They are not a pro wrestling company. They are a sports entertainment company. That's why instead of calling WWE pay-per-views. They're fucking calling it premier events. That's what Peacock is keep calling it. You remember when Peacock was calling all their fucking shows. Their sports events. Premier events. I think WWE got that from them. And they replaced WWE pay-per-views with premier live events. It's a pay-per-view. I'm watching a wrestling pay-per-view. Not a wrestling premier event. Continuing on, man. This is sad. Uh, The same person who wondered what happens if Nick Khan falls out of favor because of the company has been so gutted as if Khan is even let to believe what happened next. But there were a lot of growing pains if they had to adjust to all the changes put in place. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes in WWE this year going on in the foreseeable future. No question. It was noted that a long term uh, employees are gone and that people put in scene are as cons nights as no one who spoke to Johnson was happy to many people who were sad, frustrated and wondered what might be next. A total of 12 people were confirmed to have been let go this week. Again, I'm going to run the names down. WWE Hall of Famer Road Dog Brian James. William Rigo, who was a former NXT GM and talent scout. Uh, Chris Guy, a steel PC coach. Dave um, Kapoor, Regine Singh. Ryan Gase, NXT creative. So a writer was gone. One of the best writers there. Clearly, he was. Uh, referee Scott Armstrong. George Correll. Timothy Thatcher, former NXT champion. Danny Birch, former NXT champion, Kathy Cornert, Alice in Danger, and um, Shiki, member of the Diamond Mine, and then Gable Sapolsky. 
Again, Triple H is not running NXT. Shawn Michaels isn't running NXT. It's Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Bottom line. This sucks, man. This sucks. It is what it is. Are you going to keep watching or not? So those are the topics for NXT. And um, that's it, man. We got more topics to get to. But um, again, take a little short break here, man. If you guys have not already done so, follow, subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast on all available podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover. If you guys have any questions in terms of uh, wrestling topics, wrestling concerns, if you guys have any suggestions in terms of um, an episode that you want me to come up with, wrestling related, fantasy booking, so on and so forth, hit me up on Twitter at JT Takeover. And hit me up on the podcast Instagram account at the Wrestling Takeover. Or if you want to hit me on my personal Instagram account, let me promote actually my personal uh, Instagram account. It is at Jordan Turner uh, IG. So if you guys want to hit me up there, follow me over there as well. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. It would mean a lot. Thank you. Um, again, I'm trying to be as much interactive as I possibly can. Um, I might I might make some actual community stuff coming soon in 2022. So I got a lot of things. That I want to do. It just all depends on how big the podcast can get. But we're going to stay consistent. And we're going to continue to be honest. With our opinions and our views. And we are going to continue to be creative. Because we're easily the most creative wrestling podcast. In the entire IWC community. No question. Next topic we're going to go to. NXT stuff is over. We're going to go to Freddie Prince Jr. Scooby Dooby Doo. Alright I know that was weird. But. He says former Fox executive told him WWE wanted Fox to buy the entire promotion. I mean, Fox can still buy WWE, right? Ain't up, ain't up for sale yet, so they could still buy WWE. So this is on Fightful.com. Shout out to everybody at Fightful, and let's get down into it. So in June of 2018, WWE and Fox announced a five-year deal that would bring SmackDown to the Fox network. The deal was reportedly over a billion dollars, and SmackDown began airing every Friday night on the network in October of 2019. According to Freddie Prince Jr. on his podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, WWE was interested in a larger deal than just putting SmackDown on Fox. Obviously, this withdrawal that does not happen. But Freddie Prince Jr. had this to say, I quote, I was talking to a dude who was interviewing to be their COO or the dude that they wanted to interview. They ended up going with Nick Khan. My friend had passed. He said he just wanted to talk to me about the company. We were talking about the brand and he goes, quote, they wanted us to buy the whole product. He was an executive at Fox. They wanted us to buy the whole brand but the number they wanted wasn't a number we were going to pay. So we licensed SmackDown instead. I said, when we were even considering the job, no, I just wanted to talk to you and make sure I wasn't crazy and losing my mind. It's a crazy place to work. You have to be, uh, you have to have a nice job in LA. Your family is in LA, stay in LA. I knew they were going to sell a long time ago. And after that, they off in that, 
and that hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, Nikon was hired by WWE to be the president of the company in August of 2020. Freddie Prince Jr. worked as a writer at WWE in 2008 until early 2009. Check out the article on FIFO. Again, shout out to everybody at FIFO. You know, WWE being off for sale, I see it happening. Again, my opinion stands by this, and I'm going to keep it pushing. I think Fox, NBC Universal, and Disney. I think the WWE product is going to be moved to one of those uh, platforms. At the end of the day, if I had to guess which is going to actually buy the WWE, I really don't know. That is really tough. I could see all three of them buying them. But if I had to name one, I'm going to go with Disney. I'm going to go with Disney. I think Disney is ultimately going to buy the WWE. If I had to name another one, I would say NBC Universal. Because they got NXT. They have Monday Night Raw. And then they have, obviously, the WWE Network on Peacock. So, those are my thoughts there, man. So, again, NBC Universal. We got Fox. And then we got Disney. It's going to be one of those three companies. Again, my previous prediction earlier this month was that WWE is going to go on sale this year and someone's going to buy the WWE. If not, I would be shocked. But everything with the releases and more releases now, a sale's happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a matter of time. And there's people that actually work there, like in WWE and, and Fox and stuff, and even they are saying a sale was or is very imminent. So we'll see what happens. <sighs> My throat is killing me. Uh, but I'm trucking as you know as best I can here. Uh, next topic, we're going to talk about Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Excuse me. His heel turn doesn't make sense, according to Eric Bischoff. I mean, nothing really makes sense to Eric Bischoff. And I love Easy, But Easy, come on, man. Let's hear what he has to say. So this is on Ringside News. Brian Danielson is a household name in the world of pro wrestling right now. He spent several years whoring his craft in various pro wrestling promotions all over the world before making his way to WWE. It seems Eric Bischoff doesn't quite understand Danielson's booking in AEW. I understand it. Let's hear why uh, Easy e doesn't understand it. Maybe... I'll try to see where he's coming from. Give him an opportunity to speak his piece here. Let's see what he talks about. So, we've seen Danielson, Brian Danielson, turn heel after becoming the number one contender for Adam uh, Page's AEW championship. He would defeat Dark Order members before squaring off against Adam Eggman Page at AEW Winter is Coming. At AEW Winter is Coming, Brian Danielson challenged Adam Eggman Page for the AEW World Championship in what was nothing less than an instant classic between the two competitors. They recently had another instant classic last night. I honestly consider their second match better than their first. I know a lot of people, it's very controversial right now, which match was better. Was their first match better than their second match? Again, I personally believe that their second match was better than their first. Just where I'm coming from. Article continues by both of them. Gave it their all in to come out with the W. 
Ultimately, the match ended in a 60-minute time limit draw, due to which Adam Eggman Page retained his AEW championship. While speaking on his 83-week podcast, please go subscribe to it. Make sure you guys go subscribe to it. Uh, Eric Bischoff talked about Brian Danielson's current heel persona in AEW. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Um, so, Eric Bischoff stated that he simply believes Danielson's heel turn does not make sense because he has been doing uh, what any normal baby face would do. Any normal... Okay, so you're telling me a baby face would grab Evil Uno's teeth, break it, look at it, and then throw it away, making fun of him, being disrespectful, being cocky, doing jumping jacks. Babyface does that? I think we have some awful babyfaces in professional wrestling. I don't think no promotion does a babyface correctly, to be honest with you. I mean, AEW's doing it decently with Adam Eggman Page, but... Other than that, baby faces in pro wrestling are just not that good, man. It's all about the heels. It's all about the heels. Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, the tribal chief, and the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Now, I will compliment the E in saying that uh, Brock Lesnar is doing decent as a babyface. I really like this babyface run of Brock Lesnar, by the way, even though that's off topic. But, again, neither said or there. So Brian Danielson, this is what Eric Bischoff had to say. Brian Danielson turned heel, and now he has been going through the dark order to get to Adam Engman Page. He is just not a heel. He is a babyface. He is doing what every one of us who are watching and living vicariously through that character would be doing. I simply do not understand it. Danielson as a heel is going after the belt that he has a shot at at the end of the day and as he earned it. And for some reason, he is a heel doing it. That's what Easy had to say. Listen, I mean, that's his opinion. I disagree. I think Danielson is being a slimy, cocky, uh, arrogant heel full of himself. And, you know, that's pretty much what he's looking at. The American Dragon. That's pretty much what we're getting. In 2022. So I like it. I'm a fan of it. But again that's Eric Bischoff's opinion. Next up. This report comes from FIFO. This has to do with a report saying. More than 3 million Peacock subscribers. Watch WWE content on the streaming platform. It's actually a positive to uh, WWE there man. It really is. Because it actually shows that. You know, Peacock is great, but people are watching Peacock to watch the WWE product. So I think that is actually pretty cool on WWE. So the article reads from Fightful, the partnership between WWE and Peacock has led to big streaming numbers, according to a new report. Matthew Benson of Punk uh, reports that more than 3 million people, subscribers, have watched WWE content over the streaming platform since it became available in March. The report goes on to say, quote, more than half of these 3 million subs indicated that they are signed up because of WWE. I know people that subscribe to Peacock specifically for the WWE. So that's not, I mean, 
that's expected. That really is expected. You know, even with NXT, you guys remember when NXT was on the WWE Network? I knew plenty of people that were only subscribed to the WWE Network for NXT. How things come full circle. That's interesting. So the article continues. Finally, the report states that of 1.1 million WWE Network subscribers, 1 million successfully converts to Peacock. WWE and Peacock announced a merger in January 2021 with content merging between uh, in the beginning, excuse me, of March 18th. Peacock has become the home for WWE premier events. Oh, my God, that fucking name. Pay-per-views. They're pay-per-views. God, it's annoying. Um, Has been the premium of events, including the most recent WWE Day 1 event. I mean, the WWE Day 1 event was, eh, yeah, it was passable, in my opinion. Um, In July of 2021, WWE President Nick Khan commented, excuse me, on the partnership and increasing numbers by saying, quote, since moving to Peacock viewerships of our pay-per-views, there you go, you're saying pay-per-views, thank you, uh, events have increased with backlash up 26%, Hell in a Cell up 25%, get rid of that fucking pay-per-view. And Money in the Bank up 46%. Get rid of that fucking pay-per-view. Fuck-themed shows. Get rid of them. Um, I wish he said that. He didn't say that. Uh, He continues from their prior year performance on what was the standard WWE network. These viewership numbers are also up considerably from our pre-pandemic WWE network numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE only cares about numbers. WWE only cares about money. I'm not saying not to care. Listen, the money's going to be there. Okay, the money's going to be there, but the numbers, I completely agree with them on that. You got to care about your numbers. No question. And they're doing great. It's just a a problem. Creative is lacking. We slacking over there in the creative department. I mean, I'm willing to help you. I'm willing to help you. A lot of people are willing to help you. WWE. A lot of us, excuse me, actually have some good ideas that we can bring to the table to help elevate the WWE product from a creative standpoint. I'm not about the money. I'm not about the fucking business. Put me in others in creative. Because that's your problem. It's creative. It's awful. And your ratings are proving to confirm that the writing is bad. You have no buzz around your product. Is that an issue? Do you guys are are you guys concerned about that? I'm concerned for you, and I'm not even in the company. I'm concerned. I'm a passionate. I'm a loyal. I'm a honest and real wrestling fan, WWE fan. I'm concerned with you guys. I review your shows every single week, and I'm always honest with what I see. And right now, what I'm seeing right now. In WWE, I'm very concerned. There's nothing that's really gravitating to me besides Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Other than that, everything else is fucking awful, in my opinion. Everything attached to Roman Reigns, I'm interested in. Everything attached to Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, I'm interested in. Everything else, you're struggling mightily. Please fix it. I know you could fix it. You, you just don't want to fix it. And that's the problem. 
Next up, we got the last topic of the podcast. Yeah, man, we actually passed uh, 48 minutes here. We might actually go uh, less than an hour. We'll see what happens. WWE is insane, man. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Jimmy Corderas, former referee, says they're in an obvious pick for the Women's Royal Rumble. Obvious pick, really. I didn't read this report. I'm literally reading it as I'm recording. So let's see what Jimmy Corderas has to say. Jimmy Corderas spent a long time as a WWE referee. Jimmy knows how the company is run. Jimmy is also extremely opinionated when it comes to wrestling. Oh, like myself. But, hey, uh, Jimmy, are you real? Are you honest with what you see on weekly WWE TV? Like I am. And like a lot of other people are in the community that get flack for being honest. Fuck all the fucking fake people in the IWC community. Oh, fuck you all, bro, for real. You guys are literally just insane. You guys are insane. Everything WWE is doing right now is not all sunshines and rainbows. Everything that WWE is doing is actually not that good. And I'm going to bring it to the forefront along with many other people. Shout out to JD from NY206. Shout out to some other people out there. Y'all know who y'all are. We bring these opinions to the table, right? We bring these concerns to the table. Other people just kind of brush it off like nothing. Don't do that. The product is struggling. You know it's struggling. You have a social media. Speak up on it. Whatever. The former official recently spoke with Wrestling Inc. Daily. Um, Corderas gave his picks for this year's Royal Rumble. Jimmy said that there is only one obvious choice to win the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Bianca Belair deserves her moment. Didn't Bianca get her moment before? Let me continue. I think in my opinion, the obvious choice is Bianca Belair. Then she goes to WrestleMania and maybe main events the first night again. That's pretty much what he said. Okay. <laughs> Bianca Belair. I love Bianca Belair. Shout out to Bianca Belair. Love you. Big fan of what you do. EST all day, every day. Listen. I've mentioned on Twitter. I have this feeling. I have this gut feeling in my stomach. This isn't bad. I'm not like just saying that this decision to make Bianca Belair the Royal Rumble winner a bad thing. It's not bad because I love Bianca Belair. I'm coming from a perspective that there will be people in the community complaining that Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble again. Again, this would be what? The second year in a row, right? This would be the second year in a row that she would win the Royal Rumble. And I'm telling you, there are going to be people that are going to be upset about this. I'm not going over an hour, thank goodness. All right. So I just want to let everyone know now I will not be going over an hour. This is the last topic. And then I'm going to end the podcast in a little bit. Let me finish this uh, discussion. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, I could see winning the Royal Rumble. 
Um, I'll talk about the Royal Rumble when we get closer to it. My predictions, the Final Four, the Iron Woman, this one and that one. But Bianca Belair definitely is in con- you know, conversation to win the Royal Rumble. She really is. It feels like it. I sense it. Let's look at the let's look at the choices. Let's look at the choices. The possible contenders for the women's Royal Rumble. You got Bianca Belair. She could win and challenge Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38. That's what I think is going to happen. That is going to be your raw women's title match at WrestleMania, unless something completely changes. It's going to be Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. The SmackDown Women's Championship match at WrestleMania is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks, unless something changes. If either four of these women get injured or they get in trouble, woo-woo-woo, et cetera, that's going to be your title matches at WrestleMania. So who wins the Royal Rumble out of that, Sasha Banks or Bianca Belair? I could see Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble. And then Sasha Banks getting an opportunity in like a fatal four-way or a tournament or something along those lines. Sasha Banks was actually my OG uh, personal choice to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, she could win the Royal Rumble as well. She really could. WWE has a lot of choices here. Now, the names that keep popping up in my head are Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Bailey. if Bailey comes back in time. Which, I don't think she's coming back, people. I do not think Bailey is coming back. So, we're going to see what happens. Um, so, those are my opinions on the Women's Royal Rumble. Please don't be shocked if Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble. Just don't. It's, it's very possible that Bianca Belair wins the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble and goes back to back. And we get Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast right here on the Wrestling Takeover. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow for Friday Night SmackDown. And then I will see you guys again on Saturday for Battle of the Belts All Elite Wrestling. Follow me on social media. Subscribe, follow, rate the podcast, comment on each episode of the podcast. If you guys, you know, if you guys missed any recent uh, episodes of the wrestling takeover make sure you guys go check it out on apple spotify um google play iHeartRadio. like i said subscribe and follow to the podcast on all available podcast platforms um we're going to continue to grind each and every time each and every week and uh, listen i'm just hoping i get more followers i hope that um i can possibly get some sponsorships and everything like that. I don't really know how that works. But I'm just going to continue to grind. And continue to put out new episodes. And I'm hoping I'm making you guys proud. I'm honest with my opinions. I'm very creative. And I'm just a wrestling fan at the end of the day. That wants the wrestling business to thrive. I want multiple companies to succeed. Not just one or two. Stop fighting wrestling fans with each other. We all have the same passion. And that is the love of this sport known as professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. I'm signing off. You guys have a great rest of your day. See you guys tomorrow.